praise tonight and lift your voice with that hand clap and shout with the voice of triumph. Welcome, Brother Thurman Covey and the Lord. Keep putting your hands together and praising God. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God's not finished yet. It's just beginning. Thank you, Jesus. I know God can do more in something like this than minutes of preaching. But I feel like God wants to speak to some people today. Amen. I've seen some of you. Some of you are frustrated. But because you can't attach yourself into what God, but in just a minute, you're going to be able to attach yourself into the miraculous. I want you to remember, church family, there's people here that need to hear the word of God tonight. said there's people here that need to hear the word of God tonight come on let's lift our hands and worship the Lord we worship you Jesus God we want your way tonight I was wrestling what to do and the Lord said preach so I'm going to be obedient I hope you're not in a hurry Thank you, Jesus. This is going to be a divine service for somebody. It's going to be a divine moment. I'm not just saying that. It's going to happen tonight. Somebody's going to leave here healed and changed. Addictions are going to be broken. Yeah, I said it. There's people here, you're addicted to things. And God said before you leave this altar tonight, you're going to leave it right here. I'm not just talking about sinners. I'm talking about some church people. I have dominion tonight over fear. I said, I have dominion over fear tonight. It's going to leave some of you for good. The spirit of suicide is going to leave. Depression is going to leave.
Hallelujah. Let's go quickly to the book of Matthew 14. I've preached many times for this text, and I'm going to preach with a timer and just let God do what he wants to do. Amen. Give honor to my good friend, Pastor and Sister V. I love them so much. I was supposed to have been in Nashville this weekend, but God had other plans. Amen. The only thing that would have made it better tonight if my wife and my two girls would have been here. Amen. Because this place is going to explode. Amen. Give honor to Bishop. Amen. I love you so much, Bishop, Sister Wilson. I appreciate his voice and his input. Amen. Our elders are dying off, and we need our elders. Amen. Hallelujah. And straightway, Jesus constrained disciples to get into a ship and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had his multitudes away, he went up in the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straight, straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, as I be not afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come to thee on the water. And he said, What did he say? I only hear some of you. And he said, To where? To where? Out on the water. And Peter was coming down the ship and he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, guys. Amen. Let's pray right now because God is not done. Come on, let's pray. God, I release the working of miracles and the gifts of healing in this place. Take dominion. The devil is a liar. And God, you are true. There's going to be generational curses and addictions broken tonight in this service. There's a revival spirit here. Somebody say, I am a revival. Say it again like you believe it. I am a revival. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. With God, all things are possible tonight. Todo es posible con Dios. Amen. God bless you. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about water walkers. Amen. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. This morning in Blue Mountain, we had a guy, he just, he didn't have to beg him. He ran to the altar. He didn't have to tell him what to say. He already knew he was a sinner. He's telling us that he got shot in 2015 and he should be dead. This morning, God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Bones can be stretched out tonight. I already seen it last year. Ears can be open. Amen. That's right. Sister Kim, I was sitting in the prayer room. You sit down. The Holy Ghost is going to touch your body tonight. I don't, you look healthy to me, but the Holy Ghost is touching you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I release healing into her body right now. Receive it by the word of the Lord. Right now, Sister Kim, the Holy Ghost is flowing down your back. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Glory to God. I read a story of a pastor a while back, and you know, during this season, had a lot of time to read. And I read of a story. He said, some years ago, my wife arranged for us to ride in a hot air balloon as a birthday gift. Just stay with me tonight because we're going we're gonna to get somewhere. He said, we went to the field where the balloons are seated and got into a little basket with one other couple. And we introduced ourselves and swapped vocational information. And then our pilot began the ascent. And he said, the day had just dawned. Clear, crisp, cloudless. We could see the entire county whole valley from craggy canyons to the Pacific Ocean. It was scenic, inspiring, and majestic. But I also experienced one emotion I had not anticipated. Want to guess? Fear. Anybody ever had that? He said, I always thought those baskets went about chest high, but this one only came to our knees. I thought about Brother Vasquez when I was reading this story. One good lurch would be enough to throw someone over the side, so I held on with grim determination and white knuckles. I looked over at my wife, who does not care for heights at all, and relaxed a bit, knowing there was someone in the basket more tense than I was. I could tell because she would not move at all, and during part of the flight, there was a horse ranch on the ground directly behind her. And I pointed it out because she loves horses, and without turning around or even peeping her head, she simply rode her eyes back as far as she could. And then I thought of Sister B. Am I right? Somebody say amen. She said, yes, it's beautiful. And about that time, I decided I'd like to get to know the kid who was flying this balloon. I realized that I could try to psych myself into believing everything would be fine. But the truth was we had placed our lives and destinies in the hands of the pilot. Everything depended on his character. And I asked him what he did for a living and how he got started flying hot air balloons. I was hoping for his former job to be one full of responsibilities, a neurosurgeon, perhaps an astronaut who missed going, don't get me started laughing, into space. I knew we were in trouble when this response to me began, dude, it's like this. He didn't even have a job. He mostly surfed. He said the reason he got started flying hot air balloons was that he had been driving around in his pickup and when he had too much to drink, he crashed the truck and badly injured his brother. His brother still couldn't get around too well, so watching hot air balloons gave him something to do. And by the way, he said, if things get a little choppy on the way down, don't be surprised. I've never flown this particular balloon before. My wife looked over at me and said, you mean to tell me we're a thousand feet up in the air with an unemployed surfer who started flying hot air balloons because he got drunk, crashed a pickup, injured his brother, and has never been in this one before and doesn't know how to bring it down. It's okay to laugh. Jesus has a sense of humor. Then the wife of the other couple looked at me and spoke. The only words either of them were to utter throughout the entire flight. She said, you're a pastor. Do something religious. So I took an offering. The great question at a moment like this is, can I trust the pilot? 
I could try telling myself that everything would turn out okay facing the flight with a positive attitude would certainly make it a more pleasant journey, but the journey would be over soon. And the real issue concerned the dude who was flying this thing, that his character was such that I could confidently place my destiny in his hands, or was it time to do something religious? See, water walkers, they recognize God's presence. Let's look deeper for a moment. What was Jesus up to walking around on the lake at 3 o'clock in the morning? Theologian David Garland finds a clue in Mark's version of this story. Mark tells us that Jesus intended to pass them by, Bishop. On the water, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought it was a ghost. Why did Jesus want to pass them by? Did he decide to race them or did he want to impress them with a really neat trick? Garland points out the verb farsomi means to pass by is used in the Greek translation of the Old Testament as a technical term to refer to a theophany. Those defining moments when God made striking and temporary appearances in the earthly realm to a select individual or group for the purpose of communicating a message. God put Moses in a cleft of a rock so Moses could see, he said, while my glory passes by. I started to title this the glory of water walking. The Lord passed before him and God told Elijah to stand on the mountain for the Lord is about to pass by. He's supposed to pass by. There's a pattern to these stories. In each case, God had to get people's attention through a burning bush or wind or fire or walking on the water. And with each person, God was t- calling him to do something extraordinary in each situation, that person that God called felt afraid. God's speaking to some people tonight. You're going to bust through tonight. But every time the people said yes to the calling, they experienced the power of God in their life. So when Jesus came to his disciples intending to pass them by, he was not just doing a trick. He was revealing his divine presence and power because only God can do such a thing. Because the Bible says he alone treads on the waves of the sea. You know you're serving the one true God tonight. It's interesting. He's worthy. He's about to pass by. He's in the healing mode tonight. He's in the miraculous mode tonight. It's interesting that the disciples entered the boat in the first place at Jesus' command. They would have to learn, as, as do we, that obedience is no guarantee of being spared adversity. But now the storm has their full attention. Jesus decided it was time the disciples got to know a little bit more about the guy who was piloting this thing. God wants to reveal himself to somebody tonight. Not just patty cakes and a few little jumps in the altar, but he really wants to introduce himself to somebody tonight. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. He said, you can trust me. You know my character. Take courage. They didn't fully grasp it yet as a lot of people, but God was visiting him in the water walking flesh. And Matthew wants his readers to know that Jesus often comes when least expected. 3 a.m. in the middle of a storm. He shows up when you're not expecting him to show up. 
See, we got it all figured out. We got it all planned out. We, he's coming from the south, but he comes from the north. I'm look there. He's coming from the east, but he comes from the west. That ain't how he works. Daniel Brewer notes that according to the Holy Scriptures, human extremity is a frequent meeting place with God. Let me explain that to you. It's when you've done, done all that you can do. You done put your money, your effort into everything that you can do. You even tried to do it without God. You tried to get your healing without God. You tried to get your healing in the medicine cabinet. And I'm not against medicine. You tried to save your children. You tried to get your finances all together. If you pay your tithes, your finances will work out. I threw that in there for free. Those divinely appointed defining moments will come to you and me, but he still asks his followers to do extraordinary things. And if you're not looking for him, you might just miss him. You see, because we're Pentecostal, we got it all figured out. We know everything about God. Or we think we do. We already figured out what God was going to, we're going to shout a little bit in the altar and, and then people were touched and I'm not taking away from that and we're going to go home. But God said it was going to be a defining moment. Somebody's not getting it. He was going to show up in this service for a divine moment. Peter blurred out, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Why does Matthew include this detail? Why doesn't Peter just plunge into the water? It's for a very important reason because this is not just a story about risk-taking. It's primarily a story about obedience. That means I will have to discern between an authentic call from God saying, come. What might simply be a foolish impulse on my part, courage alone is not enough. Uh, it must be accompanied by wisdom and discernment. Matthew is not glorifying or risk-taking for its own sake. Jesus is not looking for bungee jumping, hang gliding, day trading, tornado chasing, pinto drivers. Anybody know what a pinto was? How do you feel, Sister Kim? Water walking is not something Peter does for recreational purposes. This is not a story about extreme sports. It's about extreme discipleship. That means that before Peter gets out of the boat, he better make sure Jesus thinks it's a good idea. So he asks for clarity. If it's you, ask me to come. I need somebody to come up and get in this boat. Somebody that ain't shy. Come on. You ain't shy, are you, brother? Sit in that boat right over there. Sit. I want you to act like you, you, you know how to do with oars. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. If you get tired, just take a break. Amen. Put yourself in Peter's place for a moment. You have a sudden insight of what Jesus is doing, and the Lord is passing by. He's inviting you to go on the adventure of a life, your life. But at the same time, you're scared to death. What would you choose? The water or the boat? The boat's safe, secure, and comfortable. But on the other hand, the water's rough. The waves are high. The wind is strong. There's a storm out there. And if you get out of the boat, whatever your boat might happen to be, there's a good chance you might sink. Now, we just to start preaching a little bit. 
So ask, let me ask you an important question. What's your boat? Your boat is whatever represents safety and security to you apart from God himself. Your boat is whatever you to put your trust in, especially when life gets a little stormy. Your boat is whatever keeps you so comfortable. You don't want to give it up even if it's keeping you from joining Jesus out on the waves. Your boat is whatever pulls you away from the high adventurous stream discipleship. You want to know what your boat is? Your fear will tell you. Just ask yourself, I'm talking to somebody. What is the most that produces fear in me? Especially when I think of leaving it behind and stepping out. Well, he ain't preaching to me. Yeah, I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to everybody. I'm preaching to myself. When you feel that nudge from God saying, step out. I, re- I, re- I don't know if I've told you this story, but, uh, you know, I gave up my business. I told you that. And then, uh, uh, well, during that time, I had quit my job about 12 years ago. And, and I was, you know, uh, working, wanted to be at home with my pastor and help my pastor. And, and so God, God answered that prayer. And then, then it came to the point, God began to deal with me to, to evangelize full time. So here I am. I went from 70000 a year. God gave me a business and making over 100000 a year. And, and so uh, uh, the last guy that worked for me, I, I had like several company trucks. And I spent all this money on these nice signs on it. And, and uh, so and all of a sudden I had all these trucks just sitting in my yard. And so I'm thinking, yeah. So I put it out on the road. Didn't sell. So one day the Lord said, scrape them stickers off that truck. I got my boat, though. Some of you are laughing, but you got your boat tonight, too. You may be sitting in it, but you got a tagline behind it. So I went back to my shop, and I began to scrape them signs off. And I was about to cry. I was like, man, I hope that was the voice of the Lord. But you know what I was really saying was that, you know, in case God didn't open doors, I'd have a backup. In case God didn't deliver me to the cigarettes, I'll just put some in my glove box. I'll put the alcohol in the cabinet. I can't see it, but I know it's there because I don't know if God really delivered me. I got a tag. I needed a rope just to hook that bow. I don't know if my little chicken legs could drag it, but I sure try. Sister, right there in the black, the Holy Ghost is going to touch you tonight. Raise your hands. Yeah, the Holy Ghost spoke to me already in your altar. Loose her in the name of Jesus Christ. Loose her in the name of Jesus. Satan, take your hands over her right now. That's the Holy Ghost that just touched you, sister. Come on, we're going to dig some things up tonight. We're not done preaching yet. Let me tell you what I just heard in the Holy Ghost. Amen. If your job takes you away from the house of God, it's the wrong job. 
If sports are taking you away from the house, God, it's the wrong. It's your boat. See, God wants to clean up some things before we come to this altar tonight. I was leaving, I was leaving, see, a doorway to go back to just, just, just in case God decided that he wasn't faithful to his word. When I, went, when I first went to Mexico, I've told you this before, I'm going to say it again. And I started looking at the, the news. I got all that stuff the 1st of January and I ain't been back on it. And now all of a sudden I started feeling fear and being afraid. And God said, don't go if you don't think I can keep you. It's kind of like a rebuke. For David, it's his vocation. He's been a builder for 35 years. He's in his late 50s now. He's been gnawed by his whole life by a sense that God was calling him into church ministry. And he's quieted his conscience by giving away a lot of money and doing many good things. But he can't shake off the haunting fear that he has missed his calling. And he's afraid it's too late. For Kathy, it's a relationship. She's involved in years with a man whose commitment to her is, is no good. He's, he's sending her signals that everyone else can read clearly, but she's, she doesn't seem to get it. He never initiates the language of affection, avoids talking about their future, and creates as much distance from her as possible. But she never pursues discovering her true feelings. She's too frightened. She doesn't believe she could handle losing him. Her boat is pretty shaky, but she's scared to leave. She's got her boat. Ralph is the pastor of a church he neither fits nor loves. It's filled with division and petty squabbling rather than speaking prophetic truth or leading with a clear vision. He finds himself constantly trying to placate angry attendees and keep the peace. He does not like the church. He resents it and he fears it. But it's his boat. And if he leaves it, it'll only be to find himself in another one just like it. It's called boat hopping. To some people, it's church hopping. Doug's boat is secrecy. See, he's addicted to pornography, and it's just a mild addiction, or so he tells himself. Mostly adult movies on business trips and occasional sprees on the Internet. Nothing that would cost him his job or his marriage. So far, no one knows. He's afraid to admit it. He's afraid to get help, but the secrecy is killing him, but it's his boat. Let me tell you something. Apostolic revival will start revealing things. God will pull the things out of your closet where he can save you. You know what? God can heal your body tonight and you can go straight to hell if you don't repent. Kim's boat is her dad. She raises her children, keeps her house, and pursues a career designed to make her daddy happy. The irony is that her dad is not happy, and nothing she can do will ever be enough to please him. But the thought of crossing him terrifies her. her his approval is a pretty leaky vessel, but it's her boat. Maybe your boat is success. That was the case of the rich young ruler in the Bible. Jesus asked him to get out of the boat, sell all that you have, and give the money to the poor, and come and follow me. But he decided not to. He had a very nice boat, a yacht, 
It handled well and he liked it too much to give it up. Like a lot of apostolics, they're comfortable the way they always been. Amen. I said they're comfortable the way they always been. A little patty cake on Sunday and a little dance on Sunday night. But God is calling people out to get out of their boat tonight to come out on the water. He puts one foot over the side. Stick one foot over the side, brother. Follow with me right here. You smart enough. Stick one foot over the side. He grips the edge of the boat. And then the other foot. Follow with me, brother. Come on, help me. He's holding on. We grip that boat tight where they can see you. With grim determination and white knuckles. And then he does something religious. He lets go. He abandons himself utterly to the power of Jesus. Suddenly, for the first time in history, an ordinary human being is walking on the water. Stay right there. But reality sits in. I got touched in the altar, but soon that go out the door. Uh, I may have to go back to my medicine. I may have to go back to my bottle. I may have to go back to my abuse. I may. Has anybody got a testimony in here? He realized he was in the middle of a storm with the boat beneath him, and he was terrified. It's okay to be afraid, it's not okay to stay afraid. With no boat and the storm should come as no surprise. It's been there all along. Uh, whatever taken place in Peter's focus has shifted from the Savior to the storm. But because of the wind, some people never decide to leave the boat. And if you get out of the boat, you will face the wind and the storm is out there. But as you might as well know, there's no guarantee that life is no safer in the boat. Larry London, a philosopher of science, spent the last decade studying risk management. He writes how we live in a society so fear-driven that we suffer from what he calls risk lock. A A condition like gridlock leaves us unable to do anything or go anywhere. He summarizes literature on risk management in 19 principles. The first principle is the simplest. Everything is risky. If you're looking for absolute safety, you chose the wrong species. If you stay at home in the bed, you're going to be uh, uh, 500,000 people a year that roll out of the bed and injure themselves. Then there's those that hang themselves on their Venetian blinds. Not intentionally, accidentally. And though you can cover your windows, you can wrap yourself up in bubble wrap. But ain't nothing going to happen to you unless God allows it. Oh, I feel a big pushback right there. See, you gave yourself away. I said nothing's going to happen unless God allows it. Never. Isn't that great news? Now you can give up trying to make fear go away. Fear and growth go together like macaroni and cheese. You can't grow living in fear. You can't grow staying in the boat. You can't grow holding on to your addictions. You can't grow addicted to anything. 
You can leave here free by the power in the name of Jesus. Amen. This means to be a follower of Jesus, you must renounce comfort as the ultimate value of your life. Theologian Carl Ball said that comfort is one of the greatest sirens of our age. Would you like to guess the name of the best-selling chair in America? Chair. Lazy boy. Not risky boy or worker boy. But we need some workers. Bunch of lazy people. Well, worse than that, they're lazy in the church. The 11 disciples could be called boat potatoes. They didn't mind watching like a lot of church people. They didn't, they didn't actually want to do anything. Millions of people in churches these days can be called pew potatoes. I sure did. They want comfort associated with spirituality, but they don't want the risk and challenge that goes along with actually following Jesus. You won't be late on your job, but you'll be late for church. Somebody's getting mad. That's okay. That's what I want to happen. Yes, Jesus is looking for people who will get out of the boat. He's looking for some to say, pardon the expression, I may be small potatoes, but Lord, this spuds for you. Risk and comfort don't go together. Tend to grow into a habit. Each time you get out of the boat, you become a lot more likely to get out next time. It's not that the fear goes away. You get used to living with your fear. You get used to living with your addiction. You get used to living with your problems. And you speak it out of your mouth. And you say it's always going to be this way. But God came tonight for a divine purpose. He's going to pass by this place. He's going to set some people free by the power and the anointing. Of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus. There's things in purses, there's things in cars. Things that are to be in this altar. You keep your boat. And you let it drag you around. You stay with your depression. You come in the house of God and feel a little bit and get some chill bumps. But there's nothing like real deliverance. But it's safe. I'm in the boat and I'm swimming around and I'm waving at everybody as a, and as you're going by Jesus just passed you by because he said come out onto the water because he's looking for some water walkers he's looking for people that want the glory he wants people to walk and get out of the boat Stand with me. I'm not going to finish this message. Here comes the fun part. I usually don't do this, but I'm going to do it tonight. Because I 
He probably will pass you by. You'll go home with your fear and your anxiety and your depression. God wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight. Brother, right over here, God's got a divine appointment for you. You know, I go, I go to Chihuahua. I work with a lot of the people in the cartel and the gangs. And God fills them with the Holy Ghost. He fills them with the Holy Ghost. And he sets them free. There ain't nothing like getting a baptism of the Holy Ghost. I wonder if there's anybody brave enough to step out without everybody with them. Hey, I'm not just calling everybody up here right now. Just hold on. There's something though that you want to get rid of tonight, so you're stepping out by faith. Listen to me. You ain't got to push nobody down and shake them tonight. The Holy Ghost is going to shake them. I don't want anybody praying yet. If the Lord tells me to come get you, I'm coming to get you. Do do y'all believe in divine favor? There's going to be some financial changes tonight in this place. Uh, we, we're going to pray in a minute. Just, I, I, I want to tell you a story. Uh, everywhere I go, people bless me. I don't know why, but God has people to bless me. And me and my, uh, we're in the middle of a remodel at our house. And, and so, you know, I, I tell, you know, I work. If I get home, I, I got, I'm an electrician. You know, I got work. I'm going to go work. That's the way I was taught to work since I was a little kid is to work. And so I'm a, I'm a bivocational evangelist. So if I'm at home, I'm going to get me a job. But, you know, Lord had to teach me something about trusting him because I didn't like to take anything from anybody. One night, this elder sister got a hold of me. She said, Brother Kobe, just say thank you. I said, yes, ma'am. Me and my wife were in a service, and I, I've been praying. I said, God, I, you know, I, I don't make enough money as an evangelist to, to pay for some things. And so I was just asking God, you know. I was like, God, I need some extra money. You know, and me and my wife were in a service and, and there was another lady sitting by her and, and uh, you know, and we were just sitting there and, and then when we got out to the car, my wife pulled out an envelope, it was just full of cash. I said, where'd you get that from? She said, this ain't mine. I said, well, you better take it back to the lady you were sitting by because her purse was beside my wife. So my wife thought it was, it was a mistake. So she took it back to her and she said, oh, she said, oh no, the Lord told me to give it to you. I just prayed that a couple of days. You know, do you know how much money it was? 
Somebody take a guess. No. Go get, I'll get, back, get me back in the boat. It was $4,100. You know why? It's because I got out of that boat. I put that paddle down. And I said, God, here I am. I'm going to do what you want me to do. I said, God, don't send me to a church just to preach for a check. Send me where they want revival. Send me where they're hungry. Send me where they want apostolic anointing. Where God will confirm his word with signs and wonders. These signs shall follow them that believe. Is there any, I know y'all all done pushed up in here, but that's all right. Is there anybody here that you want to, now, I know what's going to happen. I don't want nobody to know about my boat. I don't want anybody to know about my addiction. Boy, it's strong on me right now. I don't want anybody to know about it, but you know what? As long as you keep it, you're right there in that boat. You're just a boat potato. Is there anybody who wants to step up tonight and be completely delivered? You ain't got to go to AAA, and, and I know that we have programs. That's fine. What's y'all's program called? What is it called? What is it called? What is it called? Be free. another one and, and, and God will work on me for a couple years. No, he wants to do it right now. Yeah. Is, is any, anybody, y'all back up. You're one of them. If you're one of them, come up, brother. Thank you for obeying the Holy Ghost. Come on, we're going to pray for some things tonight. Anybody else want to join him? Don't let him stay by himself. You bunch of hypocrites. Wait a minute now. I got to know who's who. Is he the only one? This brother right here. I didn't see him. Thank you for coming. And we're going to pray for several things tonight. And we're going to stop when the Holy Ghost says stop. Right? If you got to leave, you can go ahead and leave right now. Amen. Because we don't want to stop when the Holy Ghost begins to move. Lord, by the word of God, you guys raise your hands right now. Raise your hands. By the word of the Lord right now, every addiction that is in their bodies, I curse it by the word of the Lord. Come on, can I get a witness? In the name of Jesus Christ, I curse it right now. Come on, you got to believe it. I curse nicotine. I curse alcohol. I curse pornography. In the name of Jesus. In the name of, come on, brother, that's the Holy Ghost touching you. Come on, cry out to the Lord right now. Be loosed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, my brother, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. Yeah, ta 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 
baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, he wants to take that tongue right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Be loosed, be loosed, be loosed in the name of Jesus. Come on, my brother. In the name of Jesus. Come on, we gotta step out of the. Oh my God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, my brother. Let that Holy Ghost come out of that mouth right now. I surrender, Lord. Come on, somebody. Oh, come on, church. There's others here. There's others here. You're afraid to step out of the boat right now because nobody's going to know what it is. Come on. But you got to step out of the boat right now. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. I'm leaving it. I ain't going back. God's going to change some chemical makeups in the blood tonight. In the name of Jesus, be released by the power of the Holy Ghost. Sister right here, come here. I want to pray for you. Can I pray for you? Uh, come on, church. Keep praying. Come on, we're focused on God, not me or the guilt. Watch out, buddy. Let me get right here. Come on. Come on. We're not focused on me. We're worshiping the Lord. And, and while I'm praying for her, there's other people you need to move out tonight. Here, boy, I hear some things right now. Somebody's saying, uh, well, uh, I'm going to do it, but not tonight. No, you're not ever going to do it. You're going to drag your old heavy boat, and it's going to drag you around and destroy you. And you wonder why you can't become an overcomer. Because the preacher preached a word from the Lord, and you can't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it without Jesus. That's it, brother. Come on, keep praying. Call out to the Lord. Keep her right there because I want to pray for her in a minute. Look at me. Look at me. I'm just going to tell you what I see. I see a bunch of broken glass. And what it tells me in the Holy Ghost, there's been a lot of hurt in your life. I see broken glass. God, 
that has been a boat to you. I'm not trying to embarrass you. God's going to help you. He's going to help you with it tonight because you're going to release that person when I lay hands on you. You're going to release that person in the Holy Ghost and you're going to be a different woman from this day forward. God's going to put some things back together. Uh, yeah, he is. I don't know nothing about you. Right now. Come on. See, forgiveness is not about us. It's about, about us, not the other person. Uh, come on. There is going to be a surge of the Spirit upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ, release her. Take your hand up on God's property. In the name of Jesus, I loose you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on, church. Let's pray. Let's worship. Come on, men. I need some men that call up on the name of the Lord. God, we give you the praise. We give you the honor, Lord. Uh, come here, Sister Victoria. Let me pray for you. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Uh -huh. yeah. The Holy Ghost is going to give you some direction. Speak, Lord. Your servant's listening. I see a young man behind you. The Holy Ghost said, wait on him. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Come on, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for people to receive the Holy Ghost in a minute. We're going to get there. We got to learn to wait on the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, help me pray. You ain't got to run and jump, but I want you to pray right now. I want you to pray that God will show, that God will reveal, that God will deliver right now. Come on. I'm not in this by myself. We're in this together. Oh, shut <laughs> Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Can I pray for you? You don't want me to pray for you? Okay, she don't want me to pray for her. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, you don't need to be afraid that God's not here to hurt you tonight. He's here to help you. Come on, I need us to back up in the altar for a moment. Back up, back up. Keep praying, but back up. Back up, back up, back up. Everybody back up, please. 
Keep praying. Keep praying. I need people, if you need a miraculous healing in your body, I need you to come right here. And I need to know who they are. Come on, brother. Come on, Jesus is the healer. I'm not the healer. Jesus is. I don't know who is who. So if you need a healing, raise your hand. And up here in the front, up here in the front. Do y'all, y'all see these people? I need you to help me pray. And you see these people? Right now, we're releasing the word. I want somebody to lay hands on these people. Come on. I, I'm, you're the believer, too. And this is what I want you to say. I want you to say, I release the gifts of healing and the working of miracles into their body right now. Come on, pray it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, you got to believe the word of the Lord. You got to believe the word of the Lord. I release the working of miracles and the gifts of healing in your body, sister. Come on, don't doubt God right now. I command it to be so. I command it to be so. I curse sickness and disease out of your body by the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. By the word of the Lord. Right now, I command healing into this body. The working of miracles into this body. I curse every disorder in the name of Jesus. I curse every disorder. I command your blood to flow right. I command the blood to flow right. In the name of Jesus, right now. I release the working of miracles into your body, sister. Come on, come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, you got to pray the prayer of faith. Believe it when you don't, don't lay hands on people if you don't believe it. <laughs> Release the working of miracles into your body in the name of Jesus from head to toe by the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, brother Aaron, the Holy Ghost wants to touch you. You got to believe it. I command healing into your knees right now in the name of Jesus. Into your body. Into your body right now. He's a young man, God. He's got a call on his life. Missions is on his mind, God. He needs a healthy body. In the name of Jesus, release it right now. Come on, brother Aaron, receive it. Release it right now in the name of Jesus. Release healing into his body. Come on, somebody's getting a miracle right now. Believe it. (laughs) 
I release the gifts of healing and working of miracles into his body. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's a financial change coming, Brother Kevin. I feel Holy Ghost anointing in that. There's a financial change coming up to you. God's going to bless you again. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, brother, lift your hands right now. Let the Holy Ghost feel you. Come on, something is happening right now. He can release the working of miracles and the gifts of healing to flow like it's never flowed before into the body of Christ. Come on, somebody push through right now. Somebody's getting their miracle. Look at me, brother. Look at me. Look at me for a minute. I know you're praying. I want to tell you this when you see me. God has called you to do something. It's time to do it. I don't know who your pastor is. Does he go to this church? That's your pastor. You got a pastor. But as God is calling you to get out of that boat, quit being afraid. Quit being afraid. God wants you to put your hands on something. He's going to put some keys in your hand. There's anointing that's going to be up on you. You never feel like you're good enough, but the Holy Ghost said tonight, you're not going to feel like that anymore. Loose him in the name of Jesus Christ. Loose him in the name of Jesus. That the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Come on, God, God has called people to do stuff. You gotta get out of the boat tonight. Sister, right back there. Come here. Come, let me pray for you. No, no, right there. You just looked at her. Come here. Can I pray for you? Come on, keep praying, church. Can I, can, I, can I tell you what I see? I see a big cloud of sadness that was around you, and I looked at you. Look at me. The Holy Ghost is to lift that because that's the enemy. It's going to leave tonight, right now. Right now, it's gone. Raise your hands and believe it. Come on, why would God give me that? Oh, here it comes, sister. It's supposed to be a refreshing of the Holy Ghost come up on you. You've been struggling. You've been struggling, but now ain't going to be no more struggle. 
God's going to put a motor on your boat to get to the shore where you can get out because you felt like uh, you, oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now in the name of Jesus. Loose her mind right now. Come on, let the Holy Ghost flow out of that mouth again. Be loosed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive healing, mental healing in the name of Jesus. Come on, Holy Ghost, speak out of her mouth right now. Be loose. I command you to be loose by the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, there's other people here. You're not even engaged yet. You need to get engaged. But we're not going to leave until God is done tonight. Take your hands off of her mind in the name of Jesus. Come on, sister. Pray through, pray through, push through, push through. Brother, brother, right here with the glasses. Can I pray for you? Hallelujah. You've been wondering what's going on. It's God. Remember, I was preaching that God was going to reveal himself to somebody tonight. Listen to me. If you've never had the Holy Ghost, that means that when you receive it, you spoke in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives us. Raise your hand. Come on, don't be afraid. You've never had the Holy Ghost. I want you to raise your hand. Not if you got it. I've been saying, man, God's happy. because if, you if you've never had it and you want the Holy Ghost tonight, push up to the front. It's not a trick. It's the real thing. Come on, if you've never had the Holy Ghost, is there anybody here that ain't had it? You, you need the Holy Ghost? You've had it? Okay, who else? Anybody? All right. I want you to look at me. There ain't nothing that's impossible with God. Hey, I, I see a lot of junk behind you in the spirit, but it's going to be behind you, right? You're going forward, right? It, it's, it's, it's behind you. So let me tell you something. Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? You have? He's been baptized? Not here. Do you know how you were baptized? Yeah. Well, we want to baptize you in Jesus' name. We're going to do it like the Bible says. I'm not going to make you. There's, there's the, the bishop, the overseer right there. I'm not, I'm not putting pressure on you. But I'm going to tell you, if you get baptized tonight, it'll change your life. Because you know what? That's, remember when I talked about obedience? That, that's a step towards God. And then when you do that, all that stuff is behind you. It doesn't matter what people say. Hey, I'm not lying to you. I go into, I've been going to the prisons for, over, uh, for seven or eight years, and I go into Mexico with cartel and gang members. So there ain't nothing that you've done that's going to surprise God. And there ain't nothing I, you, you could tell me would surprise me. I probably, you see me with a suit on right now, but I was a backslider. I did drugs. I sold drugs. 
I'm not glorifying. I'm just telling you in the Holy Ghost. I don't know nothing about you. But God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost tonight. And he wants you to go down in the water in Jesus' name as a step of out of the boat. Do you want to do that tonight? You do? Just raise your hands. Just raise your hands, if you will. Just raise your hand. Close your eyes. Close. We're going to pray right now. Amen. And then, and then we, we want you, if you want to, for repentance and remission of sins, we want you baptized in water in the name of Jesus. Lord, by the power of the Holy Ghost, see this young man tonight. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Lord. In the name of Jesus. Loose this young man right now by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Come on, church. Loose him by the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I need some men over here. I need some men with faith right now. Amen. Just talk to him and coach him. Come on, coach him. Coach him and talk. I need somebody that will be able to talk to him. One person. Hey, one person to talk to him at a time. Talk to him. Let, let Brother Craig talk to you. Hey, come on. You can't wait. Come on. We're going to keep on rolling with this. In the name of Jesus. Sister back there with the leopard, can I pray for you? Come on over here, sister. Uh, keep praying with him. Give him. Explain it to him. Give him understanding. Be gentle. Hallelujah. Come on, church, let's pray. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Sister, in the spirit, I see something that wants to trail you. It's like it's right behind you. I, now, let, I, I just feel something right there. Let me tell you something. I was in Michigan. I was praying for the pastor's son-in-law, and the Lord kept showing me a monkey on his back. I was like, oh, God, I'm not telling him that. Keep praying over there. I was like, I'm not, and the Lord impressed me three times, and I knew it was God. And I, and I didn't, I was like, the Lord said, just tell him, be obedient. And I told him. You know what it was? It was bipolar. He was bipolar. And it was like a monkey on his back. Every time he think he's spiritual, he get pushed back down. And the Lord just wiped that monkey off his back. See, I didn't know what it meant. I was just being obedient. And I feel like when the Lord showed me there was something trailing you. I don't know. Maybe it's a generational curse. But God said it's going to be cut loose tonight. You're not going to be fearful no more. I curse anxiety off of you. Raise your hand, sister. The Lord said he, listen what I'm just going to tell you. The Lord said he is your God. And if you will call upon him, when that comes, he will show you his power and his strength. That's a word directly from the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus right now, I loose you. Cut this thing loose, God, by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Come on, sister. Here comes a flood of the Spirit. 
Come on, call out on the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Touch your Lord. Come on, it's too quiet in here. Come on, we need to worship God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm past my time limit, but I want to wait just a minute on the Lord. Look at me, hey. When I was when we were worshiping, the, the Lord says that them struggles and stuff you're struggling with, it's gonna it, you're fist to overcome. He's gonna help you heal. Listen to me. God's going to be close to you. When I say close, I don't tell people that. He's going to be very close to you. The devil is not going to stop God's purpose in your life. When I lay hands on you, there's going to be anointing that comes upon you. And God says, in the middle of the night, when you're afraid to call upon him. Come on, ain't nobody told me nothing. Loose him right now. Loose him right now. Come on, God's going to be close to you. He's not very far away. Loose him. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. Sister, can I pray for you with your hand up? Yeah, come, come up here. Just wait right there. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you, sister. Stay right there.
change. I was in a service in Menden, Louisiana, and there's a guy there. He makes these, uh, uh, Brother, Brother uh, Wilson knows who he is, and he makes these Fry Master things, and he's in with Bass Pro Shop and all these things. And I was there like a month ago, and, and uh, the Lord showed me something and said, God, Brother Robert, God's putting something in your hands. I'm just telling you to build your faith, not nothing about me. He said, he, he got up and testified, if God does something for you tonight, we want to hear about it. And, and the Lord told me that God's going to bless you greatly, Brother Robert. He said, Brother Covey didn't know about, about 4 o'clock before service. I got a call from the owner, the CEO of Bass Pro. He said, we just signed a contract with, a, with another company out of California. And we got 140 more stores that was going to take his deal. Amen. I see something coming to you. It's going to change. Raise your hands. Come on, come on, let the Holy Ghost minister to you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. sister. Oh, he's lifting you up right now. Divine moments right now. Be loosed by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Be loosed by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's it. Cry out unto him. Come here, young lady. Let me pray for you. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worry, you got to go right now. Where are you going to leave her mind right now? Come on, sister, call on the Lord. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Oh, we're so grateful, Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we bind the enemy tonight. Fear, you got to leave her mind. Worry, you got to leave her mind. In the name of Jesus Christ, He gotta lift her up, God, in the Holy Ghost. He gotta come on, sister. God wants to give you a boldness in the Holy Ghost. God wants you to learn to insert yourself towards Him. That's it. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, there's some things you're worried about. God said he's got his hands on it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, the Holy Ghost is touching you. Come on. Yes, come on, keep praying, strength. I see you surrounded by a dark cloud. God said he's going to pull you out of this thing. I don't know what it is. Something that haunts you in Jesus' name. You're going to walk into the light. And the Holy Ghost power and the light. Come on, Jesus. He's touching your body right now in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Come on, if, if, if you know God touched you now, I want you to raise your hand. Come on, if you know God did something tonight. Look at that. Look at that. Look what God was doing tonight. If there's anybody else that, that there's something you need, you want us to pray for before we change the direction of the service tonight. I want you to c- come up here while we're still, while the Spirit's still moving. If there's anything, anything, anything. Come on, just because I didn't call you out, don't mean God's not want to touch you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. of suicide is going to leave your mind. The enemy's not going to attack your mind no more. You got to believe it. You got to look to come, Lord. Shut up. I command that spirit of hell to leave, to take your hands off the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. There's a breakthrough coming to your mind. There's a clearing coming to your mind right now. There's a clearing coming to your mind in the power of the Holy Ghost. Be loosed by the power be loosed by the power. Be loosed by the anointing. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. That's the Holy Ghost. You're not going to be afraid anymore because God is your helper. Jesus is your helper. Get her, Jesus. Get her, Jesus. Come on, is anybody else that wants prayer before we change direction? Come up here, Sister Hughes. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Rabbi. We call upon the name of the Lord. Lord, your arm is strong tonight. The devil is a liar. Come on, I told you this is going to be a divine moment tonight for some people. No more, no more, no more in the name of Jesus. No more. Take your hands off of her mind, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Loose her. Loose her. I said, take your hands off of God's property in the name of Jesus. Be loose. No more will go home with your sister. No more is it going home with you. Be loose. Come on, feel it. Feel it in the Holy Ghost.
Get down there with your wife for a minute, just a minute. If you need to leave, I understand. If you're tired, you can sit down. People are still wanting prayer, so we're not going to stop. Devil, take your hands off this young man's mind right now. Come on, he's stepping out of the boat right now. The word of the Lord is going to come to you, buddy. He cut it. The devil is a liar. In the name of Jesus, loose his mind right now to obey the word of the Lord and to fulfill the word of God in his life. The devil is a liar. Every time he speaks to you, you tell him, remind him he's a liar. In the name of Jesus, loose his mind. In the name of Jesus. Look at me, Brother Austin. You're special to the Lord. You got a special anointing on your life. The Lord said, if you be obedient, you're going to eat the fat of the land. Stay obedient. Listen to me. I, 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 I would never think that you would do anything. But I'm just telling you something. Just stay obedient. Because God's got a divine purpose. And it's probably going to happen quicker than you think. Because time's running out. <laughs> I see fire upon you right now as you preach and as you testify. Don't be in a hurry. The best things happen to people that wait. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Oh God, I feel the anointing of the Lord upon them in the name of Jesus. It's not his ministry, Sister Elizabeth, it's y'all's ministry. It's both of your ministry. No such thing as his ministry.
God gave me a prophetic word two weeks ago. I was in prayer meeting with Brother McKnight's church. and I thought it was just for his church, but God wants me to tell you. I feel it coming up on me. God, God began to show me this wall, and I've seen people jumping. I'm sorry for being alone tonight. I'm just obeying the Holy Ghost. I've seen this wall, and I've seen this wall falling down in the Spirit. And I said, God, as he gives me a picture, I said, God, what is this? And he says, this is the wall of the enemy that's been separated the church from the world. But that wall began to fall down. And I've seen people leaping, trying to look over the wall, because God is going to send a spirit of curiosity and hunger upon the people. And this is a prophetic word, not just for one church. God's going to tear the wall down. God's going to cause people to look and see his glory. This is the only thing that will change people. I keep telling the Lord to let me stop, but he won't let me stop. Brother Aaron, stand up. You're going to walk in places nobody else has walked. you got a calling in your life. I don't call anybody to preach. I don't call anybody anywhere. But, man, when I pray for you tonight, I've seen missions all over you. The hunger for missions like never before. God's going to take you to places. I used to pray, God, send me where nobody else would go. And guess what? He done it. If you'll pray that, God will show you what he'll do. Raise your hands. Come on, Holy Ghost. He's going to put something into your heart tonight for a people. He's going to, oh God, for the Holy Ghost. Oh, 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 it ain't going to be a people that even speak English, but God's going to put something in your heart tonight. Loose him, God, in the name of Jesus. you got a pastor to direct you. Loose him, God. Amen. Let's lift our hands to heaven and thank him for the work of the Holy Ghost in this place. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for the work of your spirit, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the work of the Holy Ghost here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. With, with so much going on, with so much going on, there may be somebody that wanted prayer that got missed. Find Brother Covey if you want prayer. We're going to dis... Amen. If you need to go, you can. Bring your offering, your tithe, put it in the pan. We'll, we'll pick it up in a moment. You're welcome to pray as long as you like. Amen. In Jesus' name, God bless you.